podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It is scouting combine week in the NFL, and that means the focus is squarely on those collegiate prospects now hoping to hear their names called when the NFL draft swings into Detroit, Michigan between April the 25th and 27th later this year. Of course, that is all preceded by free agency and the start of the new NFL calendar year. That's just a couple of weeks away. The season on the field may well be over, but there is no off-season in the National Football League. And to that end, last week we took a deeper dive into the Las Vegas Raiders as we look at several teams this off-season and analyze what they might need to do, what changes they may need to make during the the off-season if they are to challenge those Kansas City Chiefs to claim that Vince Lombardi trophy in New Orleans next February. So whilst we spoke about the Las Vegas Raiders last week, this week we're going to go to the other end of the spectrum and the team who finished the regular season in 2023 as the number one seeded team in the AFC. That's right, let's turn the page and take a deeper dive into those Baltimore Ravens. Graves on Gridiron with Richard Graves. Hello, welcome along to the show. This is Graves on Gridiron. I am your host, Richard Graves. We had a fascinating chat last week with senior defensive assistant coach Rob Ryan from the Raiders, also local Las Vegas uh, sports broadcaster Joe Arrigo, as we took a, a deeper look into what those Raiders might need to do if they are to overcome their division rivals, the Kansas City Chiefs, and get their hands on that Vince Lombardi trophy. Well, This week, we're going to take a closer look at the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, During the course of last season, I was joined by sports broadcaster from the Baltimore area, uh, Bobby Trasset, better known to Ravens fans maybe by his YouTube handle, Bobby Baltimore. He is the host of the Vault podcast as well. And everything seems set fair for a run for Lamar Jackson and those Ravens towards the Super Bowl. They got as far as the AFC Championship game, but very much like in the Super Bowl itself, as the San Francisco 49ers found out, those Kansas City Chiefs were just too good for them on the day. So with an off-season of change ahead, changes to the coaching staff, changes to playing personnel, what moves do the Ravens need to make if they are to go that one step further and make it to the Super Bowl next year in New Orleans? Well, whilst I was in Las Vegas during Super Bowl week, I caught up in person with the voice of Baltimore Ravens sports, Bobby Trasset. Here's our conversation when we took a deeper dive into the Baltimore Ravens. Well, Bobby, the last time we caught up in person, it was London. The Ravens were in town. They were top of their game. And then we spoke ahead of the playoffs. And I think most people expected Baltimore to make it here to Vegas. It wasn't meant to be. This sweet Lamar Jackson has been named the NFL MVP, but what's the mood like in Baltimore? I imagine that's scant consolation. Yeah, well, what a crazy 24 hours it's been, right? Because Lamar gets the MVP, rightly so. I think we all expected that. Uh, what, 49 of 50 first place votes? All Not sure one, what yeah. Aaron Schatz was thinking, but hey, I respect his opinion. He was the creator <laughs> of DVOA, so he's clearly a brilliant mind, but for whatever reason, he had to be the one guy. Uh, I heard Stephen A. Smith kind of blast him earlier today so I'm sure Baltimore is loving that but it has been a why it's been a, somewhat of a tumultuous couple weeks um, but it has been up it's been up and yeah. down right you go through the heartbreak of the loss with the expectations that were through the roof you then kind of you know the the, the, the week begins the offseason begins and you're losing like every member it feels like of the staff right John Harbaugh loses Mike McDonald 
to Seattle. Mm. Denard Wilson goes and takes a defensive coordinator job elsewhere, right? A bunch of other staff members, including Joe Hortiz. He's been a lifetime Raven. Now he's the new general well, manager. Well, this is the thing, the isn't it? You know, people look at organizations and say, ah, oh, they're set for a prolonged period at yeah. the top, but it, it is a very much a show me now uh, league, the National Football League, and that window can close quickly. Oh, no doubt. And, and that's why. You, know, you look at what happened last year, particularly with the Eagles, right? Their staff was decimated. Mm. And, and again, deservingly so because of the year that they had. Not good enough, obviously, to get that Super Bowl ring, but they were playing in the game. And next thing you know, you lose both of your coordinators to head coach opportunities around the league. It's hard to maintain that stability, that consistency. And I'll be curious to see, even though they're not losing both their coordinators in Baltimore, can they maintain that excellence defensively? Mm with a new piece who's going to be calling the plays for the first time. He's the second youngest coordinator in the league in Zach Orr, former Ravens linebacker. So, look, every year you go through change. Every year there's turnover. A lot for John Harbaugh and company to handle. But, look, he he builds a staff. uh, He's second to none to me as a hiring manager. He has his flaws, but as a hiring manager and a CEO, to me, that's where he's at his best. Where, where do the Ravens go from here this offseason, though? Because Lamar Jackson has seemingly played as well as he possibly can. He's been named the NFL MVP. Yeah. This defense played lights out um, right throughout the season. It, it, on the surface, it would appear there's not an awful lot of improvement that, that can be attained, yeah. but there's yeah. going to have to be if they want to win the Lombardi. Here's what's crazy. Lamar, one vote away from his second unanimous yeah. MVP. And to me... There was significant room for improvement when you watch him every single day, whether it's the deep ball game, whether it's the first half of the season ball security issues, whether it's just overall taking that next step as a full-fledged quarterback who has the keys to his offense under Todd Munkin, who who can make those decisions with checkdowns, right, with, with in the RPO game. Um, some felt like he was a little reluctant this year when it comes to running. Uh, and didn't take what the defense gave him as he had in the past. Perhaps that was a psychological thing, wanting to continue to prove and also play within the confines of this new offense, which was obviously pass-driven. Still run first, right? And some of those Greg Roman principles still exist from, from a run standpoint, but clearly Todd Munkin took them to new heights. So so how did, where do they go from here? I think you got to retool a little bit. I would love to see them bring in a big-body, true ex-wide receiver. Lamar has never played with that type of figure out there. Don't get me wrong. OBJ uh, is, is, is OBJ, right? Zay Flowers has emerged as the top target on this team. Um, Mark Andrews is always going to be Mark Andrews. Isaiah likely has emerged as a top 10 tight end in the league with Mark being down. And so what do I want them to do? I really want them to bring in a big body wide receiver who can win the 50-50 balls and be your Anquan Bolden type because that's not somebody that's been in Baltimore since Anquan Bolden left. And here's the thing. The NFL has evolved. There aren't that many big body type receivers around anymore. You've only got to look at Zay Flowers' draft and I think something like 80% of the receivers were below six foot and sort of 180 pounds or or below. So if you can get hold of a good big bodied wide receiver, those are a precious commodity in the NFL. Oh yeah, and speaking with Dan Orlovsky earlier in the week, you may have a few of those in those mid-round areas. So you don't necessarily have to use your 30th overall pick or whatever they are. I think it's like around 30 this year in the first round. Like maybe you want to use that on your future left tackle Mm -hmm. because Ronnie Stanley, while he's under contract, shoot, 
speaking with Jonathan Ogden yesterday, who I think has a pretty decent perspective on the position. He wasn't bad. <laughs> he made it pretty clear, while he has a ton of respect and love and admiration for, for Ronnie, it hasn't been good enough. Yeah. And he hasn't been available enough, obviously, since he went down with that ankle injury several years ago and all the other injuries that have followed. So to me, left tackle depth is going to be huge because what we saw this year literally into, to, into the divisional round weekend is a rotation strategy at tackle being employed mm-hmm. by the Ravens. A rotation You don't see that in the postseason. Yeah. And to me, that I was thinking to myself, if they're going to make a Super Bowl run, is that truly sustainable mm. over the course of a playoff run? And we'll never know. Obviously, they, they weren't able to get there. Um, but that, that's an area that, that I just got they got to shore that up. So do we see the Ravens operating for their needs in free agency? Or do we think there's enough there in the draft this year? Well, I'll tell you what. <laughs> you know this. It's year two coming up of a five-year mega contract for Lamar. And living in a cap world, as every NFL team does, look, there's always flexibility. There's always ways around the cap, right? But you're living within the confines of the cap. And that means as each year goes on here, it's going to get more and more difficult to team build when it comes to free agency and spending because of what Lamar is owed on the books. So if you're going to have a chance to retool, I would love them to do it through the draft because when you spend – you have to be abundantly sure and it's abundantly clear that this is a need. It's not just a want. It's a need that we're spending on because that's just the reality of what you're living in with the mega deal. And from what you're saying, it, it seems to me that probably the Ravens, if they're focusing on one side of the ball um, this year in the offseason, it's probably on offense. I would, I would think so. I would think so. Um, there's a few pieces of the puzzle defensively that come to mind uh, that kind of need to get shored up. I think about Justin Matabike, they, they may end up franchise tagging him. Uh, Patrick Queen is, is all but gone. He priced himself out of Baltimore with an all-pro year. Mm. Thrilled for him. I mean, it's, it's, it's incredible what he did alongside Roquan. But I think that's why they got out in front of it last year. They sure. went and got Trenton Simpson right uh, out of Clemson. Yeah. And he, you barely saw him this year because Roquan and PQ were, were playing lights out. But I think there could be an opportunity to plug and play. I'm not saying he's going to fill the shoes of PQ right away but I think there's some opportunity there and and, and we know how deep they are in the back end. So yeah, I think most of what we're going to see is retooling, hopefully at wide receiver and offensive line and then you got to go figure out what you're doing at running back because right now... That is exactly where I was going to go. go. Obviously you've had J.K. Dobbins with his injury issues Um, obviously um, Name escapes me now from the Jets. Uh, Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook came yep. in for the end of the season. Yeah. Um, he won't be here, you'd assume, uh, next season. Uh, and there's been a, a couple of injuries as well. So do do again, do again, you look for a veteran free agent? Or given the system that Baltimore play and how effective the running game is, is there a confidence that in the later rounds of the draft you can find somebody that's effective there? No doubt. I think every single year these last couple you've seen I mean, think about it. What, what was Pacheco? Wasn't he like a sixth or seventh yeah. rounder yeah. for seventh Kansas round. City? Seventh rounder a couple years ago. That is wild. Yeah. That is absolutely wild. As Drew Rosenhaus walks by right now as we speak. Just another name. You just never know who you're <laughs> going to see here. I think he represents literally like probably 1,500 players. You never yeah. know. Not, not that many, but I'm sure he has. Well, Lee Steinberg's around somewhere. I caught him yeah. earlier as well. Yeah, it's it's literally a who's who. I'd love to get him on at some point. But um, So when it comes to running back, you've seen – teams get a lot of value out of their their late round picks here's what the Ravens have 
I don't think Dalvin Cook's going to be coming back. Maybe he's a practice squad guy. He cleared waivers this past year. I'm not sure if he's going to land on a 53-man roster to start next year. Yeah, he didn't see that much playing time with, with the Jets. And even when he came to, to Baltimore, okay, he had a couple of carries in right. the, the first playoff game, but that was it. Yes. So the picture looks like this right now. J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards are both pending free agents ahead of the new league year beginning next month. Aside from that, you have Gus, um, uh, Justice Hill and Keaton Mitchell under contract. That's just two guys. Now, you may think that Keaton's a home run hitter, and I would probably say yes. Coming back from injury. He's coming back from, from an ACL tear, which I hear is clean. But again, you just you can't bank. I mean, huh, at the running back position, you can't bank yeah. on anything. So I would love to see them really make an assessment of Derrick Henry mm-hmm. and see, okay, what do we think realistically the market is going to command for him? Do we feel like this is as much of a need as we think it, it could be? And does he have as much left in the tank as it appeared that he yeah. did this past season in Tennessee with over a thousand yard season yet again? So, uh, what they what that told me though back in, in in the fall, right after London, was that they were not only interested but they were making a play at him ahead of the deadline on November first. So, I wonder if they revisit those conversations now. They could be they could have been looking at as a rental, mm-hmm. right, a, a half a season rental. But at the same time, we all know what he would be in the backfield with Lamar. Yeah. And if you have Keaton and you have Justice and you have Derek, that's a pretty damn good yeah, running good, back. Good, good luck stopping that run game. Right. But but it's all going to be about the price tag, and something tells me as Stephen A. Smith walks by next. I mean, <laughs> you, you can't. You got to keep your eyes peeled. It's absolutely yeah. absurd right now. Um, I, I would love to see them potentially retool uh, at that position. They have to. Yeah. As you mentioned, Stephen A. Smith. Um, I noticed this morning on, on his show he was questioning um, the success of the season for, for the Ravens, arguing that just because Lamar um, got the NFL MVP award, should he regard it as a success? Now, look, he puts sound bites out there all the time, and it, it's designed to, to provoke arguments. That won't surprise you. Oh, he, we all know what he does, right? He, he's, uh, he's the best in the business when it comes to debate talk. He's, he's built something that's pretty freaking incredible which is why he has an entire entourage following yeah. him around right now i'm watching this this is funny but yeah he, look I, I think he's been a little bit a little bit inconsistent for my liking when it comes to lamar coverage i'll never forget when they put up a segment after the steelers lost this past fall and the debate was as follows are the ravens getting their money's worth from lamar this came after a game where as you might remember his pass catchers dropped eight balls yeah. eight and while he, had, he hadn't been good enough at that point in the year, especially from a ball security standpoint, they failed to mention the context, right? So many of his ball security issues were not self-inflicted stuff. It was the offensive line. It was the timing. It was the nuance, right? And so to me, when, you, when you're covering all 32 teams and the storylines that come along with every single one of those, it can be difficult at times to be as substantive <laughs> as you should be. What are you and saying, so Bobby? Speak your mind. <laughs> and, and, and so Sarah and I have had a good time diving in and dissecting some of these national folks, Stephen and A uh, included, on our show because as, as I think you and I have spoken about, to me, the goalposts can, can yeah. move at times when it comes to Lamar. And uh, I think last night it was validation uh, what the league views of him. Okay, Bobby, great to catch up with you as always. Uh, quickly, what does the offseason hold for you? Yeah, plenty of coverage coming up. Uh, right now, I'm glad we're here because it's been a slow week aside yeah. from the Zay report. 
And so it's good to catch up with like the Baltimore perspective here, whether it's Jonathan Ogden, whether it's Rod Woodson. I mean, it's, it's Hall of Famers alike around here, as you know. And so Sarah and I, uh, we, we host a show together. Sarah Ellison used to work for the team. I used to work for the Ravens radio team. Yeah, tell the folks where they can, can yeah, see your stuff. Appreciate that. So my, my channel is, is Bobby Baltimore on YouTube, and our podcast is called The Vault. Uh, Daily Ravens show. We had Roquan Smith on weekly this past year, which was fantastic. And I think we're most excited about our draft coverage. I think we're going to do an in-person type of live stream, uh, hopefully in, in the Baltimore area. Details on that uh, it's coming soon. And I hope the Ravens play in Madrid because I'd like to see you <laughs> back in, in Europe. Hey, look, I, I'm already put, put it sounding out feelers there for, uh, for that trip in 2025. If you're not aware of it, the NFL have announced uh, this week in Las Vegas that there will be a regular season game played at the Santiago Bernabeu um, in Madrid from 2025. They wouldn't confirm the team, but it will be an AFC team um, that's playing over there, and the Miami Dolphins are the only AFC team that currently hold marketing rights uh, to the Spanish market, so we will see. But Bobby Trissette, as always, Pleasure speaking to you. Great to catch up on the Ravens' perspective. And we'll do it again at some point in the offseason. Always, Richard. Appreciate you. Greens on Gridiron. It is sure to be an intriguing offseason for those Baltimore Ravens. My thanks, of course, go to Bobby Trissette for joining me on Radio Row just a couple of weeks ago in Las Vegas. And we'll be uh, watching with interest to see what moves are made. Of course, if you want to keep abreast of everything that happens with the Ravens organization, as you heard there from Bobby, you can catch him and Sarah on their YouTube channel, uh, Bobby Baltimore. Equally, um, if you just want to listen to the podcast when you're around and about in the car, wherever you might be, the Vault podcast is the place to go for all things Baltimore Ravens. Next week, We'll be taking a closer look at the team that divides opinion across NFL fans around the globe, coast to coast in America. It is that team over my shoulder, if you're watching on YouTube, that wears a star as a logo on its helmet. Nicknamed America's team will take a deeper dive into the Dallas Cowboys. That's for next week's show. But for this week, remember, you can catch the show on a vodcast form on my YouTube channel at Richard Graves TV. Equally, latest thoughts and opinions often appear first on the Graves on Gridiron Facebook page. Or if you just want to chat, uh, chew over the fat, have opinions to express, then catch me up on the other social media platforms as well. On X, at Richard Graves 1, RDG Media UK on Instagram. I love chewing over the fat when it comes to the National Football League with you guys. But for this week's show, and for now, it's a long, everybody. Subscribe to Graves on Gridiron wherever you listen to podcasts. And keep up to date with the latest on Twitter. Search for Richard Graves 1. That's Richard Graves, the number one. Sports Social Podcast Network.